Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. It just means so much to me that you're willing to take a leadership journey where you're investing in yourself so that your skills can become more enhanced and you can impact other people's lives in a more profound way. Hey, before we begin, I just want to put two things on your radar screen. The first one is on October 17th and 18th, we will be doing the North Texas Leadership Conference. Now, honestly, every year we give away literally hundreds of dollars of gifts, but those are full registrations and those have been sold out since February. But there is an opportunity if you just want to come and you want to hear some great teaching and you want to be involved in a great event that you can show up at the door and uh, for a minimal price, you can sit through uh, two days of some of the finest leadership dialogue that you could ever come across. Again, that's October 17th and 18th. Full registrations are totally sold out. Uh, the partial registrations you can get at the door. So if you want to show up with your team, I think it would be a great moment. And then on October 31st, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio, and I will be doing a roundtable. I'm so excited about this roundtable because I will be stepping into the new material that I'll carry through for next year. One of the areas is I will be dealing with uh, why does leadership lag? Why do so many organizations say we're just unable to create uh, leaders in our organization? And so we'll walk through the top three reasons, three things organizations do to stifle uh, leadership development. Then uh, I'll also be talking about questions no one's asked me. You know, because of the nature of my gifting, I've been involved in a lot of uh, severe crisis moments. I've taught about those in detail, and then we would open them for questions. But there were always people who uh, asked questions, but they were never the questions I thought that I would ask if I were in the audience. So I've decided to put together a lesson based on four crisis moments that will go into the questions that I would ask if I were in the room. I think it's going to be gold. I think you'll love that. Hey, today I want to talk to you about uh, leading with gratitude. Leading with gratitude. One of the things that we see reoccurring in Paul's uh, life is that he always led with gratitude. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 8, he talks to the church at Rome and he begins to speak to them about uh, how thankful he was. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4 to the church at Corinth, he says and begins by talking about how thankful he was. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 3 to the church at Philippi, how thankful he was. And in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3, he again uses that. And so if you look through the rest of the epistles that Paul had his hand in, you will find this reoccurring theme of gratitude. Now, gratitude is a lost skill of leadership. And this uh, corner-driven, corner-office society, and this alpha-driven personality kind of mindset, and the extrovert kind of moments that society says, this is great leadership, very seldom do you see gratitude on the front end. So I just want to talk to you about leading with gratitude, why that's important, why Paul did it, why I 
I need to do it, why you need to do it. The first one is this. Gratitude reminds us that God is good and he's doing good things in our life. See, when I stop to say thanks, I'm recognizing two things. I'm recognizing that God's doing good things and that others are responding to God and that they are doing good things. See, in our life, it's easy to get occupied with disappointment. All the things that people didn't do, all the things that didn't happen, all the things that weren't uh, the way we wanted them to be. But what gratitude does is it changes that playing field. And what it does is it changes our focus. It changes our focus off what didn't happen, and it helps us to focus on what did happen. It gets us off looking at and saying, hey, I'm disappointed. And then it says, hey, I'm so appreciative. So gratitude reminds us that God is good and that he's doing good things in our life. You know, uh, one of the things that's interesting to me as a parent and watching other parents is how you notice parents who are always telling their kids, well, did you say thank you? You know, especially when they first begin to navigate, you know, uh, their young lives. Hey, did you say thank you? They gave you something. Did you say thank you? But what's interesting to me is that same parent who so often tells their kid to say thank you, that parent doesn't do that. Now, that parent is very aware that it's a proper skill, and that parent is very aware that appreciation needs to be a part of someone's life. But the other piece of the puzzle is just simply this, uh, that they don't do it. And one of the reasons when we look at our kids and we say, hey, did you say thank you? Really, they're responding to the model they see, not to the model we say. And so they see us not saying thank you. Therefore, as a result of that, they don't say thank you. So what gratitude does is it changes the platform. It changes the uh, playing field. It changes our focus. We begin to look upward and thank God for what he's doing rather than downward and looking at the things that are not happening. See, no matter how disappointed we may feel, God is good and God's always doing good things. So number one, we need to lead with gratitude because gratitude reminds us that God is good. He's doing good things. And it reminds others that God is good and he is uh, doing good things through others. Number two, gratitude breaks the cycle of negativity. Gratitude breaks the cycle of negativity. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. But gratitude stops us from being negative. Uh, Remember the old words of a country song that says, if it weren't for bad news, there'd be no news at all. When I train myself to say thank you, I'm breaking the cycle of negativity. See, criticism and being critical is something that all of us can fall deeply into. We can get caught up in the critical aspects of life. We can be critical of others. We can be negative towards others. We can just be involved where we're constantly talking about negative things. But when I say thank you, I'm putting a stop for a slight moment. I'm putting a stop and I'm saying, hey, you know what? I am breaking that cycle of negativity. 
Uh, it's interesting that I read an article about an old quarterback. This old quarterback uh, was criticizing one of his receivers. And the receiver didn't catch a ball, didn't run a route correctly. And because the uh, individual hadn't done uh, what he should, the quarterback was very, very critical. It was interesting that a reporter later on asked this individual about that. And when he asked that individual about that, what happened was this. Uh, He says, the older I get, the tireder I get. And the grumpier I get, the older I get, the tireder I get and the grumpier I get. You know, when I read that from this quarterback, I thought to myself, why does that have to be the destination of people as they age? Why do they have to get tireder and why do they have to get grumpier? Why do they have to be more negative than ever before? See, gratitude breaks the cycle. It breaks the cycle of negativity, and each one of us, if we're not careful, we will fall into that rut. We will get so caught up with the disappointing, the depressive, and the negative that that will guide our conversation. So you need to lead with gratitude because, number one, it reminds you that God's good, but number two, it breaks the cycle of negativity. Number three— Gratitude makes us slow down in life. It just makes us slow down. In the Bible, there's a very famous story of the 10 lepers. The 10 lepers came across Jesus and they wanted to be healed and and Jesus healed them. But what happened was the lepers began to move on. But one of them stopped. He paused. He came back to Jesus And he said, thank you. And Jesus asked the question, where are the nine? Where are the other people? See, only one of them was willing to slow down their life, was willing to pause and to say, hey, I want to say thank you. See, taking time to say thank you blesses the other person, but it also does something for us. It slows us down. When I say thank you, I'm saying I'm going to stop for a minute. I'm going to recognize something in someone else. And as I recognize what's going on in someone else, we are going to be in a position where what happens is good moments are going to occur. We all live in a life that is so fast paced. The speed of life just keeps going faster and faster. The question's not whether life is going to go fast. The question is, will you ever pause so that you can see the moments where a thank you is needed? See, it takes time to write a thank you note. It takes time to make a thank you call. It takes time. So one of the things that Paul always did was he expressed gratitude. He wanted gratitude because it reminded him that God is good. God's doing good things. He wanted to express gratitude because gratitude breaks the cycle of negativity. He wanted to have gratitude because gratitude makes us slow down in life. The fourth thing is, is that gratitude encourages others. 
It encourages the other person. When someone says thank you to you, it encourages you. Well, when we stop and say thank you, it encourages other people. When I say thank you, I'm encouraging them to repeat a godly behavior. It's the old adage in leadership. What gets praised is what gets repeated. When you take time and you say thank you and you show appreciation, then what happens is it encourages that behavior in that individual and not only in that individual, but any individual who heard you say thank you because you have now highlighted that this is what we should do. So if I say thank you, If I express appreciation and gratitude, I'm encouraging people to replicate behaviors that need to be replicated, and I'm establishing a teaching model that this is a behavior that has to be expressed. So when Paul started all those books by saying thank you, it wasn't just because thank you was an easy opening, it's because he knew the power and the value of gratitude. See, but if I fail to notice what someone does and I fail to thank them, they will think, why should I ever do this again? Why does it matter if I do it again? Why in the world should I ever do this again? So gratitude, it is a leadership skill. Leaders have to possess it because it reminds people that God is doing good things. It not only reminds them, but gratitude breaks that cycle of negative behavior. And gratitude makes us slow down so we don't get caught up in the currents of life and we go by things that we shouldn't run by quickly. And gratitude encourages behavior that needs to be encouraged. It's not only that, but gratitude redefines our perspective. It redefines our perspective. See, gratitude towards God reminds us who is on the throne and who isn't. And it reminds us who deserves our praise and who doesn't. So whenever I have a heartbeat of gratitude and I have a heartbeat of thanksgiving, then what I'm doing is I'm making sure my perspective is above and not below. It's on God and not on people. It's on the fact that he's in charge and I'm not in charge. It reminds me that he's in control even when I feel like life is out of control. Gratitude does that. Gratitude makes sure that we do not lose perspective. When you lose perspective, you've lost everything. There's no habit. There's no action. There's no attitude that will prevail when perspective of heaven above is lost to earth below. So gratitude redefines our perspective. It points us up instead of down. It points us towards God instead of away from God. It points us to the ability of God versus our inabilities. It 
points us to possibilities versus impossibilities. So I want gratitude to flood me. I want gratitude to be a part of me. I want to wake up every day thanking God. I want to go to sleep every day thanking God because gratitude redefines our perspective. But six, gratitude causes us to stand out in a crowd. Why? So few people show gratitude. People are always wanting to get noticed. But in our society, the way people get noticed is they get noticed by doing bad things. And the badder, the dumber the things that they do, the more they're noticed. But God's sitting here and saying, hey, if you want to stand out in a crowd, just be the person of gratitude. Be the person who says thank you. Be the person who smiles. Be the person who says, uh, I'll help you. You do the little things that this world does not do. See, gratitude causes you to stand out. Few people have gratitude either towards God above or people around. And when you have gratitude towards God above and people around, you always stand out. This was a visible thing to me one day. I had done that infamous uh, commitment of taking my family and my kids to Disney World. Well, any of you that have ever done it, you know that Disney World many times is uh, tolerating extra long lines that really cause a whole lot of stress on the family. And many times you watch people in the line as the family just literally falls apart. People get impatient. People become unkind. We were at Disney World and during this Disney World trip, we had gone into one of their restaurants because it was one of those hot days and we didn't want just to grab something on the run. We wanted to sit down, cool off, get you know, something to drink, a Coke or a Pepsi, something like that. And as a result of that, we're just sitting there. We go through this meal. It's just a normal family meal. Everyone orders their thing. We sit, we eat. But then one of my kids had to go to the restroom. And so I was uh, sitting at the table. And as this kid got up of mine, she looked back and she said, Dad, thank you for lunch. Now, it just happened when she said that, that the waiter who had been serving us was there. And the waiter stopped and said, wow. And I'm thinking something just happened. And the waiter said, wow, that's amazing. I said, what's amazing? He said, I sit in this restaurant day after day, I watch families come in here. I watch kids come in here. I watch parents. I watch the kids. This is the first time I've ever heard a kid say thank you. He was stunned. A kid would thank their parents. A kid would say thank you. See, gratitude always makes you stand out. It always makes you stand out. There's so few people that ever express, express gratitude. And so when you do, it causes you to stand out. There's another thing that happens is that when you have gratitude, it truly does put you on someone's radar screen. I was reading an article about someone who uh, was in the HR department of a very, very major organization. 
this organization would be the kind of organization that people would want to work at, they would want, whenever they would open the possibility of job hiring, they would get thousands of people. But it was really, really interesting to me. This HR person said, there's one thing that will get you on my radar screen. And there's one thing that will take you off. She said this, I've never hired anybody for our company that did not say thank you for the interview. Thank you for the opportunity to be interviewed. Said in all the years that I've done this, and I think the person had done it nearly 20 years, said if that person doesn't send an email saying thank you so much for the time you gave me in the interview process, thank you so much uh, for taking a few moments with me, thank you so much, said I'm never going to hire someone that doesn't thank me because we know that if they don't thank you at the beginning, they're not going to thank you when they have the job. I just thought that was an amazing thing. I've never hired anyone who, after an interview, didn't either look in my eyes and say thank you or someone who didn't send an email, a card, or a note and saying thank you. That's what got that resume out of the stack. What got that interview on a different stack was just saying thank you. Why? Gratitude causes us to stand out in a crowd. Number seven, gratitude keeps our heart tender. Gratitude keeps our heart tender. In Job 23 and verse 16, it says that God makes our heart soft. That's how God intends my heart to be, that it would be a soft heart. But when I lose gratitude, my heart becomes hardened. But every time I maintain gratitude, I keep my heart soft and pliable. So gratitude keeps our hearts tender. It keeps them from being rigid. It keeps them from being overbaked. It keeps them from being crusted over. It just keeps our hearts soft where God has access to them. God wants us to have a soft heart. I've always been reminded of what it says in Romans chapter 1. It says, They knew God, and they glorified Him not. And neither were they thankful. Therefore their hearts became hardened. They became darkened. It says they knew God. It's not that they didn't know God. But they didn't glorify him. They weren't thankful. And their hearts became darkened and hardened. Gratitude is a must for leaders. It's a must because it gives you the potential of leading in the right way with the right heart to create the right outcomes. So gratitude reminds us that God is good. Gratitude breaks the cycle of negativity. Gratitude makes us slow down and pause. Gratitude encourages others to have the right behaviors. Gratitude redefines our perspective so we're always looking at God above and the good things in people around. Ingratitude causes us to stand out in the crowd. Ingratitude keeps our heart tender 
and soft so God can use it. Gratitude. Can you lead with gratitude? Are you leading with gratitude? Paul knew that if you're going to lead, gratitude has to be a part of your leadership journey. That if you're going to lead, it has to be a part of your leadership skill set. If you don't have this skill, I encourage you to maybe sit down, take a moment, reflect, write down a few things that you can be thankful for towards God, and then write down some things you can be thankful towards, towards the people around you and begin to express gratitude. Train yourself to have a heart of gratitude. It's a must if you're going to lead. Now, what I just shared with you is really the first chapter of my newest book. My newest book, uh, Keys for Effective Living, deals with 10 principles from Colossians chapter 1. This really was Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3, where Paul began to thank and show gratitude towards the church at Colossae. So these were seven ways that gratitude was going to help him as he began to work with that church. I say that to you because if you would like to know the other nine skills of Colossians chapter one, because they all need to be taught, they all need to be communicated. Uh, this is a lesson that every church needs to hear. This is a lesson that every pastor needs to hear. Every business person needs to hear. But there are nine more. These were seven things when Paul said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. This is what he was saying. These seven qualities of gratitude. So if you would like to uh, find out the other nine, uh, right now the digital book is available on my website. And about a week we will have the hard copy available and you can call in and you can order that at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. I would encourage you to do it. All of these are sermons you could preach to a congregation. They are lessons that any of your Sunday school life groups, small groups could do. But they're really the kind of things that make us effective. If you don't have gratitude, you're not going to be effective with God. You're not going to be effective with people. We break it down in a livable and practical way. You've got to live and lead with gratitude. Just want to remind you, October 17th and 18th, all our full registrations are done. But if you want to show up at the door with your team, uh, you can come in and hear some of the greatest teaching. It starts at 1 o'clock on Thursday. is over at 4 o'clock on Friday. On October 31st, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio, doing a roundtable. All of these, uh, the roundtable, you can go to my webpage and you can sign up for that. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your heartbeat to take a leadership journey. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.